Hello and welcome back to Motorsport this week. Today I'm joined by a very special guest in Ryan. Ryan, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, so yeah, my name's Ryan McAuliffe. I'm, well, just turned 16 um, and I'm a racing driver from South London. Um, and yeah, I've just competed in BRSCC Junior Fiesta Championship and yeah, I'm doing karting this year as well with a lot of sim racing. So quite a busy schedule and um yeah that's that's it about me really obviously you've you've had a massive win at the weekend in the fiesta junior Ch- championship you know tell me what tell me what that was like you know p1 on your debut is absolutely insane and well done to you thank you very much mate <laughs> um yeah it was a is a it was a good one like we've only done like one day prior testing to that meeting and it weren't even at Snetterton, it was at Brands Hatch. So literally we turned up at Snetterton, no practice, nothing, just a bit of sim work straight on the pace, straight away, literally Friday testing. We was up there, one of the fastest on old tire. And then on Saturday we had practice and then quality in the official practice. I stuck it P3 and we were, I was literally only like a 10th off P1. It was really close at the front. And obviously Sunday, race one, absolutely flying. I think we were six temps up the road at one point. We were so quick. And then obviously, as soon as we caught up to P3, my engine decided to go <laughs> just die. So yeah, that was the end of that. So DNF that one. And then in race two, started P2, straight away went for a big move into the hairpin. Door was wide open. Thought, why not? Let's just send it because it's just racing driver instinct. And then, yeah, little shunt, but let, leave that to the stewards, obviously. They'll obviously always do their little going through the after-race stuff and sort out all the penalties. Definitely. And then, yeah, spent spent most of it under the safety car. We've done two racing laps, and within two laps, I think I pulled a, a second and a half gap, so basically secured it. And then, yeah. Uh, first of all, what is your school attendance like? Obviously, you're 16, doing your GCSEs, <laughs> I presume. Yeah, GCSEs are in, well, when we go back after Easter, which is next week, literally GCSEs in about May the 15th, I think. So we've <laughs> got a month. Um, but other than that, no, my school attendance is fine. In in September last year, I had two weeks off because we went to Turkey, like me and the family. So we was like, we haven't been on holiday in like three or four years lockdown hit we got on holiday doesn't matter whatever the school say shut up do you know what i mean we're gone on holiday so <laughs> yeah that's that's literally the only um only time i've had off except i've had like a few days off here and there to go like testing and just yeah. odd things like that but other than that attendance is fine nothing really wrong there school's happy and yeah yeah i hear that so well branching off from that how do you balance school work with your carton and you racing, obviously. Um, well, I'm not really one for a vision, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> like everything that's to do with school, I just keep it within school because personally, I feel like re- I know people are going to be like, oh, do you mean revision ain't good? I don't really find it very helpful. Like <laughs> I, I learn the stuff in school and I learn it. Do you know what I mean? I don't go outside and do revision and that. And it's not like I'm lacking in my test results anyway. I'm doing well. I've got all basically all passes except for like French I don't really care about French I'm not <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's not that deep um 
But yeah, all my GCSEs are all good. So I feel like I'm balancing it pretty well. But yeah, it's all good. So uh, branching off from that again, does sim racing help you prepare for real life racing? 100%. And there'll be people out there that say, what do you mean? Like, it's a sim, it's not real life and and all of this. But 100% it helps me. It's like, it might not, be the same as like going out there and driving obviously you haven't got g-force you haven't got the feeling of the car underneath you and stuff like that but the way that you like um throttle inputs brake inputs yeah. like your senses like the way you look and everything all just correlates within real life you'll see like you can see sim races and they've had no prior like real life experience but they do everything that real life drivers do yeah. So it definitely helps, especially with learning tracks, because all the tracks nowadays are laser scanned. Like they're all perfect. Like I turned up to Snetterton this weekend. I've only ever been there once to watch my mate race. And I turned up and as soon as I went on the track, I was like, it's exactly the same as what it is on the sim. Like literally the bumps, everything perfect. So yeah, all I had to do was well, let me stick on a point with does sim racing help. It does help 100%. I was going to sway off then, but <laughs> yeah, keep it on that. Definitely, 100% yeah. it helps. Um, definitely, I wouldn't say it helps with pace, like how quick you are, but definitely yeah. like honing in consistency and like learning new techniques and stuff, 100%. Yeah, definitely. So how different is it to real life racing? Obviously, you have the force feedback on the... Uh... But is that yeah. amplified a hundred percent when you get when you step in a car, or is it roughly mm. the same? Some cars, I say some cars. Personally, I haven't driven enough cars to know. Like <laughs> I've driven cars and obviously these Fiestas, but in the Fiestas, there's obviously power steering, so you don't really feel a lot through the steering wheel, if anything at all. Maybe just like say you're going down the straight and there's bumps, you like you'll feel it, but it's not like you go for a corner and you're getting rumbling through the wheel and stuff. Yeah. It's all felt through like your body and through the seat and that. Um, whereas on the sim, everything comes through the false feedback. So you'll have like the tyre slip, understeer, everything will come through the wheel. So I wouldn't say that the false feedback complements real life, but in a way it does. Yeah, It's a bit of a hard one to explain, but if I was to put it cutthroat, like nice and simple terms, it doesn't really replicate real life, personally. I hear that. I hear that. So obviously, you've got your own sim racing company, uh, sim coaching company called RM yeah. RM Sim Coaching. What inspired you to start that? Um, it's just because obviously, I started off just I turned up to the track with me and my dad, and I know a lot of stories start like this. It's just <laughs> the way it is. But yeah, me and my dad turned up to the track on a beat-up old cart. Probably cost like 500 quid. Got it from some geezer rolling around at the back. Anyway, we just turned up and we was like, we didn't know what to do. I went out, yeah. I went out in the wrong session. We didn't even know what class we was in. <laughs> That's how bad it was. So um, literally, it's just like, now I'm sort of doing well on the sim in real life. I just sort of want to help out because I was in that situation before. Yeah, and I've always, I've never had someone to like look up to and help me. It's all been like self-talk. Yeah, so I feel like I want to start giving back because people that haven't really got that luxury that other kids do. 
Yeah. And it will obviously help him come up and give him someone to look up to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So moving on from that, what are your goals uh, in racing and sim racing within the next five years? It's a bit of a hard one because you don't really know. It's like <laughs> sort of just take it as you come. But um, I want to be, I want to definitely be up the ranks. Um, I'll say real life in the next five years. I want to get to the point where I'm getting paid to drive. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I might, I'll say, let's be realistic. So I would love to go the single seater route and go yeah. to like F3, F2 and just stuff like that. But the money's it's insane. Like to do one of the, one like to do like say FIA F3. Yeah. People are spending like two, three mil a year just doing that and I'm like there's no way like and they're still paying for their drive it's not like they're getting paid they're still cashing out whereas like British touring cars let's say is more of a like um I don't know how to say it it's more of like I can see myself being there if you know what I mean yeah um and yeah British touring car drivers get paid they've got loads of publicity obviously it's a good championship to be in so something like British touring cars or GT3 endurance or just stuff like that. That's the more thing I want to see in five years. And then with the sim racing side of things, I just, I'm not really sure, to be honest. I want to start my own team, 100%. And I definitely want to scale out the sim, like the the coaching business and um, be a big competitor in that scene. But driving wise, I don't really know, to be fair. I haven't really thought about it. So I just, I don't know. Yeah, I've not really thought about the driving side of things, but definitely expand the coaching business and um, hopefully branch out, make my own teams and just yeah. sort of start creating like a footprint, if you know what I mean. Obviously, you spoke briefly about the single-seater route. What do you think of the, you know, the money barrier, let's say, involved in the single seater route, do you think it's a bit ridiculous or, you know, do you think that FII should, you know, put, uh, put things in place to... I know what you mean, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, um, basically, I feel like it is ridiculous, but then at the same time, it is a rich man's sport. Yeah. So, you can't really complain because these people are obviously, they're all like billionaires and millionaires own multiple companies fly around private jets that's what you're competing with and you know you're going to compete with that when you're going in so someone like me just like parents both on salaries and just stuff like that you know it's going to happen so it's either you don't do it and you're happy about it or you do it and you moan about it do you know what I mean yeah it's always going to be that competitive advantage with like the money side of things but you know what you're getting into like I said and yeah it, I, I think the budget for single seaters is is crazy but yeah. if they can spend it they can spend it do you know what I mean yeah definitely things. definitely so branching off from that what inspired you to start your racing journey <laughs> I don't know I just I just started watching sim racing YouTubers um, like Jimmy Broadbent Super GT just people like that and then um, went and got myself a little G29 one day, hooked it up to my desk, started playing F1. And then about four or five weeks later, my dad was like, yeah, let's go pick up this car. So I was like, 
sweet. I'll get into real life racing as well now. And then, um, yeah, it just started branching off from there. Started upgrading. Um, then I've got like loads of TikToks and Instagrams and like yeah. reels and stuff about that. Um, yeah, started upgrading the sim rig. And then obviously real life started to know more people, find my footing, branch out and join teams and all of this stuff. And obviously I started getting quicker and quicker and quicker, which correlated with the sim. So I'd practice at home because obviously we didn't have the money to go testing every other day and stuff like that. I'd test at home, like on the simulator. I'd learn, oh, let's uh let's go into this corner deeper and hold the brake and bleed off it and see what happens. Oh, it works. And then I'll go into real life and I'll apply it. And then I'll keep keep finding these things on the simulator until I'm to at the point where I've I've learned everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then obviously because I was getting quicker in the sim, I was getting quicker in real life. And then that means branching out, doing bigger things in the sim, upgrading and doing more money on engines and just stuff like that to get that pace. Cause I started battling for wins on the sim and real life. And then it just like, it goes hand in hand and just gets bigger and branches out. You know what I mean? Do you reckon you'd be the driver today if you hadn't have, you know, picked up the sim? No way. I don't even think I'd be racing. Don't even think I'd be racing. Literally, if it weren't for the sim, I think I'd still be playing Xbox and just messing about doing that. Um, Fair enough. 100% the sim was definitely the gateway for me. Definitely, definitely. So have you got any advice uh, for racers looking to, you know, compete and get to the level that you are, you know, you're 16 years old and you've just won the Fiesta champ, uh, not the first fiesta championship <laughs> junior one yeah yeah i know what you mean um advice i don't really want to say something that normally everyone else says so um i feel like don't be scared to to do something wrong if you know what yeah. i mean so don't be scared to like go into a race meeting and be like oh i don't want to make the overtake i might crash or i don't want to i don't want to spin because i might look like an idiot just yeah. Just do it because the way I see things, yeah, and the way that I've always taught myself is if you don't make mistakes, you ain't going to learn. Like, yeah, you, if you're going to be comfortable all the time and think about what everyone else thinks and do what everyone else does, you're just going to hit a barrier and you're going to be like, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm not. Yeah. But it's like, if you spin, if you take, like, if you, let me rephrase that. If you spin, if you like go too deep into a corner, if you hit someone, if you hit a bunch of tires because you've turned into early and you've ripped your car off, oh well, you learn from that. You know for next time, ah, oh, the reason I spun is because I held the throttle and the brake at the same time and it unbalanced the car or the car. And you oh, next time I'm not gonna do that. Or if you drive into the barrier because you turn into early oh, next time I'm going to turn later. It's all about a trial and error. So you just got to just got to do it and just learn and not be scared of the outcome. So the final question I have for you, who is your favourite driver and who inspired you to, you know, start racing? Well, who inspired me? I feel like, definitely like Super, like super GT and Jimmy Broadbent because yeah. they was very sim racing heavy and they inspired me to start. 
And then obviously I was doing what they was doing and following off their footsteps. Yeah. And then as as I so, sort of got like more into racing and started just mixing in with people, I didn't really have someone that I looked up to. I just sort of, I don't know how to explain it, but I sort of just done things on my own. Yeah. I never really had that, I want to be like him or I want to be like her, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was just cool. like, just I'm just going to do what I want to do and just path my own way. Definitely, definitely. So, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Ryan, you've been a great guest. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank we'll you. you on in the future. Hopefully you win the championship. <laughs> Oh, mate, we're going to do our best. Got to find some funding first. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. All right, you've been nice, mate.